and welcome back to another episode of the Gratitude and Grit podcast hosted by Nick Proaska and Brad Hokinson. So we're finally back in the podcast studio after a few weeks. Yeah, we're in we're in studio. We're in studio. Live and in person. <laughs> yeah. How we doing? Pretty good. Uh, pretty good. It's a beautiful day. So it's crazy how you get one rainy day and it's like gloomy out and then the sun comes out the next morning like, oh, it's such a refreshing feeling. Yeah. In that feeling right now of just refreshment, you know? Yeah, so. definitely. I, uh, I think the weather has been the big game changer for me on the whole quarantine lifestyle. If the weather's good, then I'm good. Yes. Um, but there was, I don't know, about last two weeks, plus or minus, there's several rainy days in there and that got really, back back. they got really difficult. Those were tough. But we're here. We're here. Yeah. We're here. And so we're going to talk. Distanced. Ab- we're, we're distance socially ish. <laughs> this is six feet or so. Yeah. Close enough. <laughs> Close enough. So what do you want to talk about today, Mr. Nick? Uh, man, it's been tough to start thinking about topics for us to talk about on the podcast. Um, what I've been thinking about recently um, and starting to create some content and, and video around is uh, goal setting and motivation and, and momentum and just how that whole process works. And, and I want to be able to help people understand uh, like be aware of where they're at in any sort of motivation or goal setting process and, and why either it's working for them or why it's not working. Um, you know, I, I use the coaching cues in the gym all the time. Like you have to be aware of something before you can change it, right? You, you've got to be aware of why you're not getting your double unders or you got to be aware that the barbell is, you know, out in front of you when you're snatching before you can effectively change it. So I've just been on this idea um, to want to be able to help people be aware of their own understanding of themselves, uh, their mindset and what they're, what's working for them and what's working against them. So that was kind of my coming into today or coming into this path. Honestly, it's been on my head the past couple of weeks because in quarantine doing this at home thing, a lot of conversations with people are around this. They're not feeling motivated or not working out as frequently as I want to. And my schedule's changed. And, and so that the topic of this conversation is just kind of threaded through a majority of the conversations that I'm having with people while we're all stuck at home. So yeah, that was kind of my thought, um, going into this. Yeah. I like it. Um, I think it'll be good too because I think we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel with some dates being identified. I know my company has identified a date to come back to work and nice. You know, we're seeing what's going on in Georgia and then, you know, when the band is going to supposedly end and we'll see how it goes, but I think that would be a good thing for people to think about a little bit over the next couple weeks. Yeah. Um and then when we do get back opened uh whether it's your gym or whether it's your work, then you can kind of hit the ground running on some of the lifestyle uh, goal setting type things. Absolutely. You know, one of the things I've noticed, um, I think, uh, you and I have texted a little bit, but just kind of being a little down in the dumps or a little depressed is the fact that you're not around other people. Mm-hmm. Um, not around like the people that have the same drive and the passion that you might. So obviously we're in a CrossFit community right. and not being around, you know, the, the eight or 10 people that we're seeing in class before class and after class, and you see that as a huge momentum to 
um, you know, do better, yeah. uh, stay fit, uh, come to class, you know, so not having those people kind of hold you accountable or just not getting that, uh, you know, that audience or that community surrounded you, I think is, uh, something that will all be very well to us when we get back together. And that goes into goal setting because you can have people trying to hold you accountable and totally, you know, I think you'll feel more motivated, um, you know, to make those changes or to achieve those goals. Yeah, that that's really good. You know, the our normal, you know, the normal in, in quotes routine of going to work and going to the gym. Obviously, this time at home, I think it's given us a lot of perspective on how fortunate we are to have a normal schedule. Again, you know, and everybody's normal is going to be a little bit different, but we're super grateful and and we're longing to get back into the gym and and be around those people and that's we we kind of uh, we're in this spot right now where the momentum has turned the opposite direction or turned a different direction right when when we're in the gym six days a week and we're the kids are doing normal school and uh you know life is normal we're that's momentum going in a singular direction Mm -hmm. right and now that we've we've been at home for weeks now that it uh we're we're actually realizing or feeling that we're that momentum has completely shifted like when it abruptly had to change that was just this abrupt stop and we kind of had to scramble and figure out how to operate so so we're, we're we're lagging behind and just our awareness of oh man like we had a really good thing going maybe, you know, yep. maybe we were just really crushing our workouts and we were eating well and getting all, all those normal things. So it, it gives us now a little bit of perspective as to momentum and then motivation, you know, where, and then this is what I've been talking about a lot recently and thinking about is like, how do you delineate, you know, f- the feeling of motivation and how do you get yourself motivated or what is motivating when you don't feel like it, right? We're feeling down in the dumps, you know, some mild depression maybe with, with some people. And, um, you know, I've, it sounds like bad news, but, but motivation at that point, if you're not feeling good at all, motivation is, is not going to feel good either. It's going to be a little bit painful, right? If you're, if you're down in the dumps and just, you're not, producing much at work and everything's frustrating to you to move in a better direction it it won't feel very exciting it'll it'll be hard to do it'll be painful if you haven't worked out in three weeks and you know you want to work out because you were in a great workout routine well you're probably not going to want to feel like working out tomorrow you might be like you might have the inspiration or the excitement like okay i'm going to do it but man you're going to tie your shoes and you're probably going to be like this sucks like i just don't want to do it you're by yourself or in your garage or it's raining outside like you're you're going to feel a little bit of pain but that little bit of pain that you're feeling as you're tying your shoes to work out and you're going to get that stinking workout done that pain is less than the pain of sitting and being stagnant Mm -hmm. right so the feeling of motivation when we say i want to be motivated and excited to move the corner of that and change the momentum, it's not a great feeling, but it's a, it's not as painful or it's a little bit better than B 
being stuck in the rut, right? Stuck in the, in the dumps. And then, you know, you're going to tie your shoes and you're going to get that workout in today and that's okay. And you'll probably feel a heck of a lot better after you do it. And then tomorrow it'll be a little less painful and the next day a little less and a little less and a little less. And that's the idea of momentum creating the feeling of motivation. If you work out by yourself 20 days in a row, day 21 is going to be easy breezy. It takes very little energy and you're kind of excited to do it because you're, you've got some momentum moving in one direction. It's the same action that was required 20 days ago, 21 days ago. But now you, you feel, I mean, again, I'm doing the air quotes, you feel motivated because you have this momentum. 21 days ago, if we're, if we're feeling down in the dumps and everything, it, that feeling doesn't exist. So, you know, it doesn't sound encouraging. And I understand that. But if someone's listening to this or if you're feeling just like, flat and down in the dumps know that your tomorrow if you want to make progress in another direction just be ready for a slightly uncomfortable feeling but the good news is it doesn't feel as terrible as sitting and wallowing in the same spot that you are today yeah so no i think the one thing though that i would see as encouragement or to use the the excitement factor of it is is once this does change then we're going to have a new wave of excitement and yeah. i think it's imperative that everyone grabs that excitement and they get to the gym you know five times a week for those first two weeks because if you if you come out of the gates out of the quarantine and you go to the gym two times and mm-hmm. you go to the gym the next week two times you'd miss that entire whole excitement because everyone that's listening to this in our community is going to be super excited to get back to work or get back to the gym because we're going to see all of our classmates Yeah, and you're going to work out next to people that are going to push you because no one's pushing you in your garage right now. It's hard. And it's going to be super fun. It was was no different than the day you guys closed the gym and we all went and grabbed our own weights. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee that first week, everyone was crushing it in their gym and then it starts to kind of... Starts to fade away. It starts to fade away because Mm -hmm. the excitement is starting to go away. But... Now we have a chance to grab that excitement again um, and get off to a really good start to get That's the a great point. Yeah, honestly, that's a great point. Like, yes, realize, and we're still a ways away, a few weeks away from that happening where we're able to move back towards normal. But yes, one, being aware that, yeah, that will be exciting time. We're looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Um like you said, yeah, you got to capitalize on that excitement because that is like gasoline on a fire. Yeah, it's free. Yeah, it's it's you like know, free energy, free excitement. So don't sit there and go, well, I'm busy trying to readjust my work schedule post quarantine. Right. So I'll get to working out when you get to working out. It's like, no, workout should be like one or two on the priority list yeah. because we are all doing this. We're all members. So it's obviously important enough for us to in a, you know stick with it. So, and it's going to come really close to probably Murph time and hopefully that all happens and we can do that together. And it's going to be another great reason to, yeah to get out of the gate and get ready to go. Yeah. That's, that's a really good point. And I a hundred percent agree. Like I, I think that the, to do right now then is to know that that excitement is building or coming and then we got to plan for it. I, I think, right. Where, you will, your work schedule and life will change a little bit. And you got to, to capitalize on that excitement, you got to plan for it. It's just not going to 
happen automatically because now we're the kids are still going to be at home and you'll still have other challenges but to pr- truly prioritize it and yeah. make it happen will be critical yeah yeah cool all right so uh, some goal setting stuff so is there uh is there a couple of thoughts questions or what what was the what's our thought on that yeah so i kind of touching on the touched on the momentum and, and motivation thing and uh, I've had a few more thoughts just recently about just the, the overarching principle of goal setting and how do we actually take a goal and make actions or, or make habits that will move us towards that goal. Um, the, the foundation of that, the, the base of goal setting is really based on, and everyone always says it's why, like you, you really need to understand why it's important. I think it goes a layer deeper than that. It goes to who. Uh, the, you need to be able to answer the question, who are you and who are you striving to be? Who do you identify as um, for the why to stick? A, a generic example is I want to be health, a healthy and fit person. That's a who, right? I am a healthy and fit person. Like If you can write the sentence, I am blank or I want to be blank, uh, that's a who statement, an I am statement. From there, you are able to create or, or uh, really understand those the importance of the why. Well, why is it important to be healthy and fit? Well, I, you know, I just want to look good and feel better. Mm-hmm. Okay, well that that's fine, but but why? Yeah, and then you got to keep digging. Why is it important to look better and and feel better? You know, and someone could say, well, I. I don't feel good right now. You know, I, I don't look at, I, I don't feel like, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not the best spouse or I'm not the best at my job right now. I don't feel good. So I can't perform well at work or I'm not attentive to my spouse. Okay. Well, that's, that's pretty important, right? Those are top priorities in life. And then you still need to dig a little bit deeper and say, well, why am I, why is that important to me? Why is performing my job important to me? And why is being a good spouse important to me? And then you're kind of really digging down into the layers of who you are and why things are important to you and say, well, man, I'm, I'm passionate about my job and I'm passionate about being a good spouse, husband, and and that's part of my identity. Uh, And if I'm not good at my job, if, if I can't, hold a good job and, and perform well. And if, if I can't have a healthy and thriving marriage, then that's at my core identity. So then you can kind of trace that back up to the top, the who and say, if I'm not healthy and fit, I won't be a good spouse and I, I won't be a good employee or business owner, whatever it is, or whatever your role is, homemaker, I don't know. So it, digging into some roots of the why it's important. Um, I want to lose 12 pounds. I don't, you know, cer- yeah. certain things and you got to be able to dig in, dig down to it. I think it's a little bit on the why, like you're, you're trying to speak to the motivational why or like the, the real reason, you know, like who, like what, what is the internal motivation of that? And I also think it's just drilling in down on the goal as well. So instead of it being lose 15 pounds, why do you want to lose 15 pounds, you know, or 
well, I want to look better. Well, why do you want to look better? Right. And I think it's just keep drilling on that to get to the point where hopefully it's somewhere along the lines of I want to feel better. Cause mm-hmm. I think we can all agree that feeling better would be awesome. Yeah. You know, that's something that I definitely push forward to. And you know, when I've done a couple episodes with your dad, your dad is somebody who really truly does feel good. Yes. And I do sure. not feel good like he does. And I don't feel good very often just because of the <laughs> the shit I put into my body. And so that's that's the true motivation of that or the why is to kind of dig into that a little bit. And then the who aspect of it too, I think comes from uh, identity. Yeah. And so you mentioned who and you mentioned identity. And so then you have to at some point define your identity and say, well, I'm a person that gets stuff done. Exactly. You know, so, if, okay, if you're a person that gets stuff done, then you can kind of creep in some, a little bit of discipline. Mm-hmm. Um because the discipline will kind of, again, I think provide that initial excitement or provide that, um, momentum, you know, you're talking about momentum and Mm -hmm. kind of go along with, uh, motivation. And I think discipline is always a good instigator of getting started in the right direction. Right. Yeah. So I'm a person that wakes up at six 30 in the morning. Yeah. Good example. And if you say, well, I'm disciplined, then I'm that person that wakes up at six 30. So if you don't wake up at six 30, then obviously you're not that person. Right but it's very easy for everyone to identify with those kind of characters. Yeah. The the one that comes to my brain right now, just in this space is uh, having conversations with a handful of people that they realizing that they don't drink enough water. Um, You know, you're supposed to be drinking at least at a minimum half of your body weight in ounces every day of water, right? A 200 pound male should be drinking at least a hundred ounces of water you know, 150 pound person should be drinking 75 ounces. So people have been realizing and talking about this, like, I'm not drinking enough water. And so I've been trying to ask the questions, obviously, why not? What is it about that behavior? But then, um, like, how do you feel? (laughs) Like if you don't feel good, and maybe this is an answer that helps you feel better, like building, starting these small little habits to build discipline is then the key to it. Right. So it's just kind of going, I don't know if you kind of break it down a little bit, like, so this is what most people do in order to get the initial excitement, they go buy something. Okay. So if your goal is to drink more water, then you're going to get excited about it and you're going to go buy the new Yeti cup or you're going to go buy this bottle, right? 32 ounce Yeti. I'm a person that drinks water. So I'm going to have this bottle, you know, this container around me because it's awesome. It's like, it's like buying the new shoes, right? Sure. So that's the excitement. So then you got to make sure that when you wake up the next day, you'll do it for the first day or two. And Mm -hmm. then after that, you'll be like, ugh, right. Why am I drinking this water? It tastes like, (laughs) tastes like water. It it only tastes like water. There's no, (laughs) you know, but again, and then it starts with a, a little bit of the discipline factor. And it should be that ideally you believe that water makes you feel better. Yeah. And even if you don't and say you enjoy, like I enjoy drinking soda uh, because it tastes really good. Mm-hmm. Well, you can supplement that right. with water as well. Exactly. So you could still drink your one or two, which I know you guys would discourage that, but you can still, you can always drink water. You know, yeah. if you're drinking a hundred ounces of soda a day, you can double down and drink another hundred ounces of water. No questions asked. Yeah. I mean, that's like that super simple. Lot. Yeah. <laughs> but it, you know, water is easy to drink. You know, you can drink eight ounces in the morning, you can drink eight ounces at lunch, and then before you go to bed, you can drink another eight. I mean, it's like super simple to chug a bottle of water. Right. Well, and and literally that you you said everything in in five seconds, like 
it's all about the routine and the habits, right? And we've talked about this where, yeah, you enjoy soda and you have a couple of those trigger points and those habits where it's after lunch, it's like this reward or this thing. But for me with drinking water or any goal or habit that I'm trying to achieve, like there's systems in place that I've put in and built upon where I don't ever have to even think about, am I drinking enough water? I couldn't tell you how much water I've drank today, but I know it's enough. Like, Mm -hmm. because I go to bed and there's eight ounces of water next to my bed. And when I wake up, I drink all of that before I turn the coffee pot on. And as I pour my cup of coffee, I'm refilling my eight ounces or 10 ounces of water. And then after I finish my coffee, I drink that. Um, And so right there in the first literally 40 minutes of me being awake, I've had 20-ish ounces of of water. And, you know, if I'm, what's the math on that? I I drink probably 90 ounces of water a day. I've already got 20 in in 40 minutes. Like I'm off to a good start. And then I have other systems in place that like a 32-ounce bottle of water, I'm going to try to have half of it before a workout. Mm -hmm. And so I know whether that's in the car or just before the workout, and I know I'm going to drink another half of it probably after the workout because I'm literally going to be thirsty and need the water. So there's, for me, 30 ounces. And again, it's just a system of, it's it's based around that workout, right? So, um, I know. Yeah, I think the other simple one would just be just have it around you. You know, if you have a bottle of water sitting on your homemade desk, right? Uh, if you have a bottle of water there, even if you just look at it and you don't even drink it, after a few hours, you're going to just go take a sip and you're going to drink four ounces. Yeah. And, just having it around you is just a good way to someone, uh, you know, break it up a little bit. It is. I can't remember. It was a great example. Someone in the community through this discussion about water said that they realized that they just need to keep water bottles like scattered around the house. Mm -hmm. You know, it, sometimes it doesn't work very well to just carry the, the big gallon of water with you everywhere when you're busy. But if you got a water bottle in the car and one in the kitchen, one in the bedroom and one in the bathroom and one in your closet, I think some, I think they had a bottle of water in the closet, which I thought was awesome, but like that helped this person drink enough water. Like it just, you're, you set up your environment, create the the proximity for that habit to exist. Yeah. Right. Like if you had beer in every room of your house, would you drink beer in every room of your house? Probably. Probably. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my wife drinks tons of water. She does a really good job with it and she's got her Orca cup and she's got a couple of them. But she does also, like, she went and bought a bag of Sonic Ice. So I don't know if you know this or not, but you can actually buy Sonic's Ice from them. From Sonic. From Sonic. They'll sell it to you, like, a two-pound bag. What's special about their ice? I'm... It's just, like, the super small cubes, like, oh, you would get at Quick yeah, Trip. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You can't get it at Quick Trip now because they freaking close the... Uh, close the fountains right now, close the right? fountains, so... <laughs> um, and she does that, and that is, like, a huge reward. So she drinks 32 ounces of water to get to the ice, and then she chews all the ice. Like... Huh. But it's just like a simple thing like that that is, uh, you know, it's very motivational. Yeah. And she crushes ice literally, literally. all day long. <laughs> crushes know. ice. She oh, drinks man. a lot of water. And then if you, you know, the beauty part about the water discussion is if you drink a lot of water, then you're not going to drink a lot of the other stuff because it, totally. it's too sugary. Like I, we, I think we talked about this and I, but I paid my daughter $100 uh, last year to not drink soda. Wow. And she did it. And now if she'll, she'll drink a orange soda 
Um, but she'll open it up and she'll drink three or four sips because it's just, it's too much. Yeah. So there's no way she can drink a 12 ounce, uh, I would feel you know, the same can way. of soda. I yeah. Couldn't, couldn't tell you last time I had a And full... that's because you drink a lot of water. And mm. so that's, you can never, you know, put yourself in a bad situation with drinking too much sugary drinks or, you know, monster energy right. or anything. Cause it'll, it'll taste so bad. It'd be like you and I smoking a cigarette. It tastes so bad <laughs> that we're not even going to, we couldn't, we couldn't even finish it. Couldn't even do it. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's the exact same thing. With we haven't water. talked about cigarettes in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's very true though. Yeah. I, oh man, my stomach would be in knots if I had a whole can of soda or a bottle or whatever. Yeah. It's funny. A quick trip. 64 ounce yeah but i mean that's the that's the truth of it is is i mine is more habit focused um because i get out of bed it's my thing to get out of bed and so i get out of bed at you know six o'clock in the morning and it's part of my routine you know my routine is so entrenched that it gets me there to gets me to quit trip or casey's or whatever um but i drink it and i feel like shit I mean, it's just amazing. Yeah. Um, and I just sit there and I'm like, why can't I just get rid of this habit? Because I would feel so much better. I feel so much better. And it's, it's, uh, it'll get there. I mean, I'm working on it, but, uh, well, and it's to try and cut it down. Cause I know I would feel better. Like my GI tract would feel way better if I did not drink 32 ounces of diet Mountain Dew every morning. Yeah. Well, and that kind of brings me to a, a different and kind of another really important part of and what we've been thinking about and having conversations about with goal setting and action, like creating action on goals, right. Is, is how do you set yourself up for success and create the action plan to move towards the goal? Uh, you know, and given your example of soda, like if you, if you wanted to completely cut it out of your diet, this cold, the idea of cold Turkey, it'd be really freaking hard. Right. Um, and that works for some people and that's awesome. I'd say that's a minority and not the majority. The majority of people need to have a system in place to essentially slowly change their mind about it and, and then be- change your behavior based around that and change the habits. Yeah. Right. And it's, I think the one thing to sorry to interrupt, but no, go ahead. um, cause we're doing this with work. So probably a lot of us are probably in the goal setting season. Ours was a uh, month of March Um, so we're kind of doing the goal setting through work. And so again, it's, oh, I want to, you know, I want to become X at work. Well, why do you really want to become X? I don't know. It's just because it's in the job description. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's drill down into that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so we, we do the why, as you talked about and really drill down into that and we get it. But then the one thing that I've started doing is to follow up with them a week later and say, okay, you said you wanted to, um, be a better public speaker. Okay. So what are you going to do every week? That's going to make you better. Well, I'm going to go to a Toastmasters class. I'm going to video, uh, videotape myself Mm -hmm. speaking and I'm going to, you know, read something out loud. Right. So then you would be my accountability partner or my coach. And then a week later you say, okay, Brad, did you do all three of those things? No. Why not? Why not? Right. So then you have gotten in your way. You have a discussion of what got into the way and then we okay, okay, figure it out. So let's check again in next week. Yep. And that to me is the other game changer aspect of totally. it is to to check in or have somebody there. Um, obviously at work it's your boss. I mean yep. that's pretty easy, but in your personal life it's assuming they're a good boss, though, honestly, some people have terrible bosses and no, they just that, say, Get it done and that's like 
<laughs> that's the very, very much the truth. the truth. But it's a little harder for us in our personal life because we don't kind of structure our personal life the way we would structure our work life. Yep. But that's where if you do that, again, if you quote unquote buy the new pair of shoes, that creates excitement. But if you go get an accountability partner, which you guys are doing to the focus groups essentially, mm-hmm. yeah. then that's the other aspects. exciting aspect of that is, okay, now I got the new pair of shoes. Now I got the coach. Yep. Now let's do it. Exactly. And as long as you check in, then that should really get you there. Exactly. And yeah, if you're checking in with, and it needs to be the right person, obviously. And then say, well, why, what's getting in your way? Why didn't you take action on it? Right. And that will move you towards action and and you got to course correct and maybe change things. You got to overcome hurdles, but a hundred percent. Yeah. You need someone there to, to help keep you in line. Like I, I think too often we think when we come home that we should be able to do everything that it is we want to do or, or desire to do, but we should do it all on our own. Where when we, when we're in a work environment, we have teams and we have a boss and we have human resources to help us out. Mm-hmm. And we have everybody else where that, that principle can and should and does apply really, really well to any other personal life stuff. Um, losing weight, getting stronger, going to the gym, drinking water, like you name it, it, the, the system works. Yeah. So, and that, it definitely works with our community because that's, we're all in that boat together. Right. So if it's your buddy at the five fifteen PM class and you say, all right, Nick, yeah, I want to start doing a better job of drinking water. And then every day you go to 515 class and there's Nick. He's like, hey, <laughs> hey, how much water did you drink today? Yeah. You know, but if, if, if you don't have that person, you can, you can tell yourself a, a version of that story to say, it's okay. I didn't drink the water. Of course. But when Nick asks and I have to give Nick an answer, it's going to come across as BS. Exactly. Right? Because it is. Right. You know? Yeah. You can. And you're not going to lie to him three or four days in a row after a while. You're going to be like, this is this guy. <laughs> right. You'll stop going to CrossFit. <laughs> You'll just stop. <laughs> well, yeah. Which that would under underscore a whole different issue, right? <laughs> if you're <laughs> lying to yourself and your friends. and But yeah, that accountability is uh, yeah critical, right? Yeah. You know, and thinking if we're in this season right now where we've got a week, a couple or not a week, but a couple weeks left here of this at home and thinking, how do we move forward? And if we're ready to leave this normal and go to a new normal and we want to achieve new goals and we want to do better in quote, I like, I want to be better. I want to go to the gym more frequently. I want to eat better. I want to be more active and then just do better at whatever it is kind of being aware of what you currently do and being aware of what's holding you back in this current moment will be critical to trying to get better and and achieve those things in three weeks and three months and, you know, three years. So I, I think we're in this time or this season of preparation, right? And understanding, okay, well, what's working against me? oh, well, maybe I need someone to help hold me accountable because I haven't been doing that. Or maybe someone's in this season of preparing. They're like, I really haven't done a good job at identifying who I am and, and why certain things are important to me or why they're not important. You know, Why do I do things that aren't really important? Why do I scroll on Facebook for X hours a day yeah. when that's not really important to you? Or So I feel like maybe, you know, maybe 
I know you and I are obviously in this season because we're talking about it, but maybe there's people out there that are in the same and can yeah, think, I think about that. There's just a lot of excitement. I mean, it's, you know, we're in spring, grass is growing, you know, people are going to start planting flowers, Mother Day is coming up, we just had Easter, it's like, it's all the signs you want for a new beginning and the cool thing is, is about our community is we've already done the hardest step, which is getting to the gym and becoming a gym member. Yeah. And that is truly the hardest step, you know, I to make so. that happen. And most of us have probably been doing it for at least a couple months Yep. Um, that are in this situation. So we've already achieved the hardest step. Now we just got to keep adding to it. Yeah. All right. I like it. Thank you. Yeah, that was fun. Good chat.